Yes, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to another brand new Rugby Muscle Podcast. I'm your host as always, TJ, and today we are continuing the Rugby Muscle Applied series with a new mini-series, Fat Loss. Uh, we've taken a break real quick from the hypertrophy stuff to um, talk about the other side of the coin when it comes to physique building and body composition, and that is fat loss. So we are today going over Fat Loss 101, how to efficiently lose fat and keep it off. Um, this video should be a bit more of a primer, so I'm hoping that it's not going to be overly exhaustive. It should be something that just is, you know, sets the stage for the rest of this series. But if you know enough, you know, about fat loss and you know how to train, then this could be all the video that you need to, um, you know, finally, you know, efficiently lose fat or, or just at least like hammer home some points that you probably need to hear. So without further ado, let's get into it. <clears throat> As always, if you're watching on the YouTube, thumbs up really does help. If you have any questions or comments on this on the YouTube, um, put the comments in below. Likewise, if you're listening on the podcast, five-star reviews are always massively appreciated. Subscribes always appreciated both on the podcast and the YouTube. And if you have any questions to further develop on this series, or if you have a, a question for me that you would like answered individually, join the Rugby Muscle Athletes Facebook group. If you just type in Rugby Muscle Athletes on Facebook, you will find it and ask your questions there. Now, in this podcast and this uh, webinar or video itself, we're going to run through these topics. So we're going to understand why why, why should we lose fat? Why fat? Why is that an important thing for us as a rugby athlete? Why there are fat fleets, which is a term that I've decided to coin myself. I don't know if it persists out there in the, in the universe, but it's one that I'm going to use. Personality and how that can play a massive role in your fat loss and in your physique. Uh, fat loss nutrition, what that looks like, macros. And then we're going to go back over track commit assess which is our three stage approach that it was there was to building muscle and now we're going to see how that applies to your fat loss so before we kick it off like you know it's it kind of is obvious but it's always worth quantifying this stuff and really worth going over this stuff so why do we want to lose fat in the first place why is that beneficial for us as a rugby player it's kind of obvious right but in general this gets lost on a lot of people um you, you want to lose fat because number one, and first and foremost, it's healthy for you. To be in a good co body composition range um, really does help you out um, you know, for long-term health, like longevity. Being in shape is something that um, is shown to increase and extend your life. Uh, All-cause mortality is helped by being you know, in a healthy weight range. Um, people will always argue about the BMI not being accurate, but, you know, it doesn't matter, like it's it's just general weight range is always good to uh, keep in check in order to um, prolong your life. You know, the less of you there is to fuel, the less of you there is to put strain on your vital organs, and therefore allows you to stay a little bit healthier. Likewise, um, you know, so many diseases are you know out there and so many health markers are negatively affected by carrying extra fat that it kind of is obvious to, that that would help you. But, you know, and in general, being a healthier person is going to um, help you be a better athlete. If you're a healthier person, you, you know, it should kind of like be somewhat obvious that a healthy person is going to make a better athlete. 
But it is that is what is shown. You know, someone's got a better aerobic system is usually a better athlete. Someone's generally healthier has you know a better um, someone that is um, a healthier person has you know their systems efficient more uh, are more efficiently in place to help them you know recover from their training to sleep better to do everything better because they're healthier. Also, on top of that, um, you know your motivation, your confidence can massively be helped by um, being in good shape. It's something that you know I know as someone that was overweight for a good early part of my life. It's a sort of a monkey on your on your back that is always there. That you know that you're a little bit more overweight than you need to be, and that really does uh, impair the amount of your know, confidence that you can exude um, and your motivation to you know be the best player that you could be. You motivate your self confidence in yourself. And those two things are interrelated, and we'll talk about those as we talk about the um, character and personality aspects to um, fat loss. On top of that, it's also noted that, um, you know, in general, being in good shape, as you can see here, like there's, you know, it just helps you be a better athlete, as we said, being healthier. Having less fat around on you is going to help you be more effective during a rugby game because you're just you know, it's a lot easier to get around the field if you're not carrying a weighted vest um and you know these guys here on the right in this picture are using a weighted vest to make their exercise to make their training session to make their workouts harder um yeah and, and if you're carrying around 10 15 20 pounds of unnecessary fat tissue that's might as well be 10, 15, 20 pounds of a weighted vest that you then have to carry around the field with you whilst you're doing all of your, you know, game, game to game actions, you know, your skills, your, your rucking, your tackling, you're moving around from ruck to ruck. All of that stuff is, um, <clears throat> impacted by this quote unquote weighted vest that you've got to carry around. So being in better shape is going to help you directly on the field perform at your best. Likewise, when you're going into body composition changes when you're trying to gain muscle having lower fat also helps not just because of the confidence to you know gain that muscle and to go into a bit of a surplus and to um, see the results a little bit more right but even in the science it's been shown that leaner bodies are more likely to um, uh, provide beneficial nutrient partitioning aka the excess calories or however many calories you consume are more likely to be stored as uh, muscle tissue as building extra muscle rather than stored as fat if you have more fat the more fat you have on your body the more likely your body is and the easier it is for your body to favor storing extra calories and continue storing those as fat Likewise, if you're leaner, there's more chance that you're going to store those extra excess calories as muscle tissue. Um, it's, that's been shown in the science. But even if that wasn't the case, like the leaner you are, the more you can see the, your muscle grow on your body. And that, that will help, again, with the motivation and the confidence and you being able to stick on a muscle building phase because you've got more time, because you're leaner. The leaner you are, the more time, even if you're gaining little bits of fat along with it, the more time you have to then spend just gaining muscle. Whereas if you're constantly in a battle with trying to lose fat, then, you know, it's something that can really impair, impair your, um, your, your muscle building gate, uh, your muscle building journey. And so with that in mind, right, we, we understand now that losing fat is important for us as rugby players, but like, it's not on the physical preparation pyramid. Nowhere in this pyramid have I put fat loss in terms of what you should be doing for your training. It's We've got hypertrophy, aerobic capacity, movement control is the bottom layer, and I've sort of factored them into this, and you should see why uh, as we get into this video. But 
there's nowhere on the um, actual physical preparation pyramid that fat loss actually exists. And there is a reason for that. And hopefully by the end of this video, you'll understand why. By the end of this podcast, you'll see why. So first and foremost, fat leaks. <clears throat> this isn't exactly why it's not on the physical performance pyramid, but it is something that you must bear in mind. Fat feats absolutely do exist. Daniel Cormier, at one period in time here, was the baddest man on the planet. He was the UFC heavyweight champion, and he had a beer belly. Um, Andy Goode definitely had a bit of a beer belly in his, some of his playing days, and um, Matt Dunning was sort of renowned as the guy to sort of pick on as being not in shape for a rugby player. But, you know, uh, as you'll see here, and we'll talk about it in a second, he obviously got in shape afterwards. But what you've got to understand is these guys still excelled at their sport. They reached the pinnacles of their sport. They managed to um, you know, play their best and be their best, even with extra weight, extra fat on their body. And that's because they, you know, their primary goal was fueling their performance. Their training um, you know, wasn't impacted by their extra uh, fat mass that they had on their body, or if it was, at least their performance on game days was not negatively affected to the point where they couldn't be elite at their sport. You know, Daniel Cormier's case, it didn't, you know, didn't stop him from being the absolute best at one point in time. And what you've got to understand is there's a lot more to being an athlete than being, you know, a model. There's, you know, physique is not just performance. Performance is how your body performs. You know, fat loss is um, physique is how your body looks. And so when you're trying to fuel performance, sometimes what happens is, you know, it, it doesn't matter that you've gained extra fat because you're still performing better. And you, your performance markers still go up and up and up and up. No one's judging you on how you look. How you look is a factor, as we've already discussed. Extra fat is a factor. But if you can still perform with that extra fat, then there is no reason for you to... Well, I mean, there's the reasons that we've discussed, but you're not um, obliged to lose the weight because you're still doing your job as an athlete. You're still performing at your best. Hi guys, I just wanted to jump in here to tell you that if you're enjoying this podcast and you want to become a better athlete, then you can go ahead and visit rugby-muscle.com and pick up any of our free goodies. That is uh, the 50 free rugby conditioning sessions, the physique nutrition crash course video series, the supplement guide, and newly added is a macro calculator. Yes, that's right, a macro calculator where you will be able to work out your protein, carbs, fat, and calories that you should be eating on a daily basis to give you a guide as to where to start your diet from. This will help in conjunction with your 53 conditioning sessions to build you out a decent little plan that will enable you to take control of your training and use effective training and nutrition to become a better athlete. All that stuff and more can be found at rugby-muscle.com or rugby-muscle.com forward slash macros for the macro breakdown. So that's why you you will see and you will continue to see um, athletes that aren't in the best shape because at the end of the day they're being judged on their performance, not on their physique. Could you could these guys be a better athlete if they were in healthier body fat levels or better body you know they had lower body fat? I would argue absolutely. But um, you know in Matt Dunning's case potentially you could see the fact that he's lost a lot of weight since playing potentially him trying to lose weight would have affected his performance because he might have potentially risked either underfueling himself or doing too much and impairing his recovery for his rugby and remember his rugby was his day job so he couldn't afford for his performance to drop down at the expense of or you know or couldn't afford to get in better shape at the expense of his performance dropping and that you know there's a lot that could be done better about that but we'll get into that in a sec 
But before we do that, let's get into identity. And really, this is something that a lot of people must understand with fat loss and with uh, body composition, any sort of transformations. For fat loss to happen, um, you know, there are very simple things that need to be put in place. But for fat loss to remain in place, right, which really is important, you must understand this. Like, you don't just lose fat and get in shape and then you go back to your normal life and you, you know, you carry on in that amazing shape that you've got in. No, you, who you are right now, if you're someone that's overweight, you are overweight because of the life that you've been living over the past, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years, right? Whoever you are, however you look right now is a result of whatever you've been doing up until this point. So to then have some sort of fast fat loss intervention, even if it lasts three, six, even up to a six months, up to a year, if it does not change who you are after you've made that transformation, right, that's why it's called a transformation, then you're going to go back to who you were before um, and you're going to go back to your old habits, which means if you go back to your old habits, that means that you're going to start looking the way you used to look before you lost that fat. So really the end goal of fat loss isn't just losing the fat, it's keeping that fat off, it's staying in shape. Um, and that's why put the butterfly transformation here because the, the you know the butterfly can't go back and, and really if you do if you successfully lose fat in the right way that should be a change that sticks with you for life if you're someone that perpetually diets like the 95 percent of people that gets uh, have been surveyed by the science 95 percent of people right that go under go onto a diet that start a diet end up heavier than they were before they started the diet. that's 95 percent. that's ridiculous so Really, the odds are against you unless you take this long-term mindset and you understand that who you are needs to change as a person. If you identify yourself as the fat guy, if you identify yourself as a person that loves to eat burgers every single day, you know those are two pointlessly extreme, extreme examples, but you get my point. You have to change your identity. If you want to be um, someone different, you have to be someone different. And even so much as to losing you know, 10, 20, 30 pounds, like that new person is a new person you have to respect that you have to respect the change that you want to do if you want to change and so with that in mind like you have to understand that probably the best thing this is one of the best things that you could do if you want really want to lose fat is to take one good strong like run at this and solidify habits that will stay with you for life um you know you don't have to do it as fast as possible but you have to take you know get this monkey off your back get this um uh monkey off your back get you know get this problem off your shoulder move forward whatever analogy is that i can't think of right now like take that away from you like get rid of this fat loss monkey on your back once and for all and really try and then you know change who you are and that will allow you to increase the um your performance increase your output from your training and you know enhance your life forever because you've now finally got rid of that monkey on your back you finally got to where you want to be and you finally made the change that you want to change that, that you wanted to do and then you can focus on so many other areas whereas if you've got that constant lingering um shadow of oh you're a little bit overweight you've got to try and lose weight you've got to do this oh but you've still got to try and lose weight like what you know get rid of it once and for all and then you can move on and if you can do that you, I mean, or in order to do that, you must understand that fat loss is all about nutrition. Your nutritional habits will dictate the, you know, who, like how you look. Now, um, obviously, how much you burn is going to be a part of that. But understand that fat loss is uh, is a nutrition thing, is huge, right? Because if you look at the steps here, that's 
0.5 calories per step, right? The burger and fries there, not necessarily judging the burger and fries, saying it's good or bad. You could have a burger and fries every day. But if you understand that that burger and fries is probably, what, 1,300 calories, something like that, you, you, you soon realize that um, it's a very much an uphill battle if you're trying to exercise or trying to train to lose the fat. It's very much a nutrition problem. It's very much a pr problem of calories in versus calories out. It's quantifiable. It's something that you, um, you, know, you, you intake food as uh, measured by energy in calories. You output energy by calories. It's as simple as that. And if you have more calories going in, then your body will store those excess calories as fat. Um, if you have more calories going out, your body will have to use those excess stores that it already has as fat, you know, fat stores as fuel for itself. And it doesn't necessarily use that um, fuel for your training. It will use that fuel for things like me doing this podcast right here or moving around day to day and um, just keeping your body running, keeping your organs going. All of that stuff is still requiring uh, calories and if you can supply that from your fat stores, that allows you to then, you know, burn fat and have a good bit of uh, fat loss happening. Likewise, if you were then to change that and you were to try and train and constantly burn off those calories by doing hard, grueling training sessions, session after session after session, and you don't fuel yourself, um, yeah, I'll just ask you, and I, and I don't think I'm going to answer this on this podcast. Like, what do you think will happen if you do that? What do you think will happen if you constantly train really hard? You constantly uh, pushing yourself to the limit. You'll burn as many calories as you can, and you're trying to like do that whilst not recovering, whilst you know eating less calories than um, you are burning. How do you think that training will go for you as a as a player? Sort of a hint there as well. Before we move on and before we uh, yeah, before we actually get into the diets, let's have a quick note on fad diets. It kind of goes back to that um, notion of your your identity, the notion of we want to get in and get out of a diet as fast as we can. We don't want to we don't, you know we want to do this quick fad diet so we can lose the weight and then go back to where we where we were before and go back to the eating habits that we already had. Unfortunately, you're going to understand that that just, that just doesn't work, right? Because of the the things that we've already said, but also because of these fad diets are just bullshit anyway. Um, you know, for example, we've got here on the left, like gluten and dairy, people were saying they're intolerant and that's what's made them overweight. But if you're intolerant to a food, that means that you don't digest it properly. So that means that you, know, you don't store it as fat if you don't digest it properly. It just goes through your system. So yeah, maybe it causes an extra bit of bloat, but it, there, there is no possible way a food intolerance would increase your fat storage. It just doesn't hold up. It doesn't make sense. Likewise, if you're someone that always wants to avoid chemicals or avoid any sort of food, understand that water is quote-unquote a chemical, but also water is deadly. You People die from um, overexposure, you know, from uh, water poisoning. They drown. People, uh, you know, water is also drank by evil people. You know, you can put all these stupid um, arguments together that people do about all different types of foods, and it kind of, like, makes you alarmist, makes you scared, but like it does, doesn't actually hold up when you look at the science and you, you look at this stuff from a practical uh, perspective. So once you've understood that, like you've got to understand that, you know, fat loss again is a nutrition problem, but it's a calorie problem more than anything else. So once we've understood that, once we've understood that, you know, now we're starting to see, you know, bigger picture. We, we understand that your body needs to consume less calories than you're burning and then your body's going to make up the best difference with fat. You understand that, you know, 
doing too much burning on the side of the exercise. Eh, I mean, I'll let you guys make up your own mind on that. Um, and I'll let you guys make up your own mind on what do you think would be easier in terms of like just consuming uh, 200 less calories versus burning 200 extra calories every single day or, you know, a thousand because that's actually what, you know, 200 calories a day isn't a great deficit. If we put it up to 500 calories, like you have to burn a 500 extra calories a day or you have to consume just 500 less. Um, kind of becomes obvious once you start to understand that. So we figure out what do we need to do? How do we, um, how do we go forward from here? So track, commit, assess. Same process that we did with the uh, uh, muscle gaining. That's what we need to do for our fat loss. We need to um, track, you know, ideally keep a constant measure of our body weight, whether we weigh in every single morning after you wake up, which is my advice, um, whether we take calipers every week, which is something I would say to do, like just a three-site measurement or even just a one-site measurement, just a pinch of a skin fold, or if we take pictures, um, however different many measures we want to take, we have to have data so that we know that we're going in the right direction. Likewise, we have to have data of our diet so we know what's coming in, so we know what to adjust if we're not going in the right direction. If we're also keeping track of the weight room, we can also see partly what's coming out. So, you know, if our performance is increasing, but we also can adjust that, um, uh, the training to, you know, alter whether we need to train more or less depending on how our recovery is and versus our calories and it all builds up a picture that you can slowly adjust over time and you can tailor towards you and your fat loss goals there is no one-size-fits-all approach but these are the markers that you really need to understand from there you know it's the same again as the um as the muscle building thing you need to commit to this you need to take you know maybe not a minimum of three months but you need to give yourself a good deal of time if you want to lose um 10 kilos that would, t- I'd say, give yourself at least 12 weeks to do so. Um, and for so for every 10 kilos you want to lose, or for every five kilos, give yourself six weeks minimum. And that would be a rush. I think if you want to lose five kilos, I'd, I'd give yourself 12 weeks for that as well. Um, and understand that that, because there is no rush, because whatever diet you do, you're going to do some sort of version of to keep yourself on that diet and keep yourself in the shape that you want to be in, in the long term. So once you've committed, once you understand you have time, then you can you know really commit to a, a a phase of fat loss, and then you can assess afterwards, see how you've done. If you've come off the wagon, and this assessing is huge because so many people come off the wagon, they go back and then they try another diet, and they try another diet, and they never figure out what was working. But more importantly, they never figure out what wasn't working and what they you know what their mistakes were in the previous diet. Um, and then in terms of nutrition. Again, it varies massively. You can have a sort of a leg up and a, and a starting point by going to rugby-muscle.com forward slash macros. But in general, you should base it on your current diet and what your weight is doing. So if your weight's staying the same and you want to lose some fat, just chop off a couple hundred calories each day and you can start from there. Um, but again, you need to be tracking your data. So you need to be quantifying it um, to understand what your diet is looking like. Protein is the same as the muscle building. It's two to three grams per kilogram of lean body weight so if you're not lean probably two grams per kilo of body weight is is sufficient um and as long as you're eating enough that's fine and you can have that as four meals spread throughout the day like it was with uh, muscle building or if you really you know if if that's inconvenient if it intermittent fasting is something that works for you we'll go on to that in another episode you can absolutely you can do that and that would be fine i wouldn't overly worry about it training um now, we are still going to be training, right? We're still going to be doing our rugby training. We're still going to be doing everything else on the physical performance pyramid um, or physical preparation pyramid, sorry. But now we are eating 
and we are um, you know dieting in in order to lose fat. Your training doesn't really change too much, and so you should be prioritizing your food around your um, performance. So you you know you can lose the fat on the days that you're you're not training. You can also um, you know make sure that you're eating around your work around your training sessions if you are someone that is. Um, you know, feeling like, you, like you're a little bit tired or if you're on excessively low calories, that can be something that works for you. But then again, for some people, it might be better to stay consistent. It might be better just to have the same things every single day to keep you on track. Um, you could also make the argument that the days that you're recovering, right, are the days that you're off. So maybe those are the days where it is more important to have the higher calories. And so you should probably just keep the same calories the same every single day. This would be something that would be up to you. Likewise, the more habits that you build, um, you know, individual to you, whichever, whatever vibes of you, whichever way you can find to consume less total calories on a daily basis is going to, you know, require less effort of you. You need less discipline, less motivation to execute on that diet because you, you're now getting this stuff habitual. Like if you never eat a breakfast, you don't have to worry about making sure that you have a healthy breakfast. You just don't eat it, you know? Um, likewise, if your breakfast is always a shake or if you get up and you always have water because you know sometimes you get hungry, um, but it's really just thirst. Th those things can just be healthy habits that make it a lot easier to stay on this stuff long term. And speaking of long term, if you're someone that is naturally overweight, you have to go to back to changing your identity, like being someone like understanding that you can get this monkey off your back forever if you really concentrate on it for, you know, and you give it the... Give it the attention it deserves. You don't try and lose fat whilst also build as much strength as you can, whilst also do a million other different things. Like this is, we're trying to lose fat. Yes, the training is going to take care of itself and we're going to look target other things. But dieting-wise, lifestyle-wise, we are trying to lose fat. And so that brings us back to the physical performance or physical preparation pyramid. Um, as you see, there is still nowhere on that fat loss. But if we're talking about the training that gets you towards your goals right? You should have some sort of other goal in there in terms of increasing your whatever performance increase you want to do with your training. And that itself will perform the basis of your fat loss training. Okay, that will bring us to the end of this video and the end of the uh, this first Fat Loss 101 uh, Rugby Muscle Applied podcast. As usual, if you have any comments, if you've made it to the end, give it a thumbs up, comment below, let me know. Um, subscribe if you are new to the rugby muscle universe because we will be having fat loss 102 and we've got over 200 episodes of the podcast um, live for your listening and your education because the more you do this the, the you know the less you sort of fall for fads uh, the more you understand exactly what you need in order to become a better rugby player the better understanding the more motivation you have and the more likely you will be to succeed okay i'm not sure how to end this so i'm just going to say thank you very much for watching and for listening and i'll see you in the next one all right thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed that episode of the rugby muscle podcast then i've got a quick little request and a potential prize giveaway for you if you do said request all i want you to do is go to apple podcast and type up a five star review just your general opinions of the podcast would be great feedback but also helps us reach higher rankings, get more exposure, allow me to attract more guests and devote more time to developing a better all-around podcast experience for you. All you have to do once again is go and give us a five-star review on whatever podcast service you use. Let me know that you've got it. And then every single week, I'll be selecting one review to give away a free prize. That free prize will be either one free month 
of Team Rugby Muscle. That's our world-class strength and condition program app delivered directly to your phone. Or if that doesn't interest you, then we've got one free consultation where I'll, I'll go over your training program, your nutrition, and advise you how to best plan for your goals. Even if none of those things interest you, it's still doing me a solid and helping the podcast grow by going and giving us a five-star review. There's no real excuse. It takes like one minute and that helps the show out exponentially. So I'd really appreciate if you could do that. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you in the next one.